This is a Broad Pods production. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you chiching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is a Broad Pods production. This is Broad Radio. For you, by you. Broad Radio. Here for more. Hello and welcome to Broad Radio On The Go. My name's Joe Stanley and this here is the podcast version of our live show which you can tune into every Tuesday morning at 9am on Facebook and YouTube. Of course, check out the other episodes of this podcast. It's full of amazing conversations with awesome women. Give us a rating, share it with a friend. That would be fantastic. In this episode, my co-host is Sarah Pushanomis and our guests are... Jessica Brown, who is the founder and CEO of Warrior Woman Foundation, which is all about helping young women transition into adulthood. And also the amazing Abby, who is a 12-year-old creating her own media platform with Her Way magazine. They're all going to be joining us in just a moment. But first, we start the conversation by acknowledging it is an important day on the calendar. Well, if International Day of the Girl is about highlighting the challenges the girls face and putting our hands up to help them reach their full potential, then our next guest is perfectly placed to help us understand how to do both those things. She's the CEO and founder of Warrior Woman Foundation, Jessica Brown. Hi there, Jessica. Hi, good morning, ladies. Can you tell us about the Warrior Woman Foundation? Because the work that you do is, um, I think, really unique to a not-for-profit. Well, the Warrior Woman Foundation, um, what we do is we empower young women to make positive choices for a better future. What we do is empower them to um, become resilient, independent and capable of taking their place in the world, whatever that may be. And what we do is we we work with young women who are between the ages of 17 and 25-ish. It's that emerging adulthood stage, which is in between adolescence and adulthood. And because we work with such um, 
underprivileged and underrepresented young women, you know, they're not the average sort of 18 year old. We have a, a particular focus with young women who are leaving the out of home care system and are forced to leave that out of home care system and foster care system at 18. And um, they're not equipped to, you know, I know that when I left home at 18, I, I oh, it was a, a steep learning curve for me. But when you've been through trauma and abuse um, and, you know, perhaps have not engaged in school and are behind in really, really important, you know, subjects such as English and maths, they're behind the able already. And so it's really, really important to be able to help these young women to, um, you know, prevent them from becoming homeless. So, you know, one in two young people who leave the out-of-home care system at 18 either become homeless, unemployed, um, incarcerated, or a first-time parent within that 12 months. And so what we want to be able to do is help these young women transition from um, adulthood to support them and nurture them and to be able to give them a safe place to go you know safe a safe group of adults women who are there to support them and to guide them to impart um, the knowledge of life experience and to be able to you know help them you know learn the ropes of, of adulthood mm, that, but, you know, yeah. hopefully help them to prevent um, making mistakes along the way even though they are learning lessons we do tell the girls. Jessica you you said that your program focuses on uh women leaving the the out-of-home care system on their their 18th birthday when, you know, all support ceases. Can you give us a sense of how many young girls we're we're talking about? What are the numbers behind that? And what are they likely to struggle with if they don't have the right supports? So it's about 3,000 young people leave the out-of-home care system each year in Australia. Uh, There has been some amazing work that has been done where... um, home stretch uh, particularly have campaigned for the age of leaving foster care to be changed from 18 to 21. Um, many states in Australia have done that and um, we're waiting for New South Wales to follow suit. This has worked extremely well in other countries such as the US, Britain, um, New Zealand as well by giving them that extra three years of support um, can make the world of difference. And youth homelessness in Australia, half the population of youth homelessness are young people who've left the out-of-home care system. It's probably something that people don't realise like it's it's to to be literally from the on that day you turn 18 therefore no support for you and the rest of the world just assuming that you should be able to manage the pressures of adulthood um just magically Mm -hmm. without any real mentoring I think that's delusional obviously (laughs) that can't happen but most people don't understand that these young people are pushed into that space and left floundering yeah, absolutely. And look, I left home at 18 and I, because I went to university and that was hard enough for me to kind of learn. I came from a supportive family um, with all the resources around me that I needed. And, you know, I do say that um, the courses, our Young Warrior Woman program is everything that I wish I knew when I left home at 18. But we're working with young people who have um, been up against it since day dot. You know, many of them have um, been put into foster care or the out-of-home care system because of neglect and uh, abuse most of the time and have been taken away from their family. Many of them have been, I spoke to one young woman the other day and she'd been through 14 foster care families. Um, so the, that whole, um, you know, being, being um, sort of uprooted from one school, going to another school, quite often, you know, they'll say to me, I didn't even bother making friends, you know, by the end of it because, you know, nothing was permanent and so to have that uncertainty in your life and you know that nothing's permanent um is really really hard and so many of them do turn to um substance abuse they have complex mental health issues uh 
uh, being a high school teacher um, previously, I know that you know by the age of 15, many of these young people who've experienced abuse and neglect are two to three years behind in you know really important subjects. So, and they may even drop out of school altogether. So, they really really need that extra support, and that's where we come into it. We provide these young women with positive role models in their life, and you know sometimes it's only, they only see what they know. So it's to, to be able to give them that. Um, you know, safe group of socially inclusive women. Um, our mentors are just so incredible. They're there to support them, to guide them, to, you know, we call them wise warriors um, and we call them the young, our young women that we work with, our young warriors. And we think wise sounds better than old. <laughs> A lot of them probably do think that we're quite old, but um, yeah, it's once they meet the group and realise uh, that it's a safe group of women who are there, um, you know, purely for, you know, they're not paid in their volunteer roles. It's just, you know, to be able to make a difference. And and we, yeah, what we do is we, our, our programs actually provide uh, based on the self-determination theory. So it's very, very uh, suitable for the young women that we're working with. So it's, it's um, we have a three-pronged approach. So we have the life skills education, we have the connection to a safe group of of women and also the mental health support. And I think that's what we do differently with our mentoring program is that it's holistic. So we spend as much time on the, on the mental health side of it as we do on the life skills. It's all good and well to be able to say, here's how you cook and here's how you shop and here, here's how you budget. But if you're not able to um, regulate your emotions, if you're not able to you know, get out of bed, uh, to, you know, you're, not be able, you're not gonna be able to sort of prosper and you know, we have two big focuses on the program that we run. Number one is financial literacy, um, because we, what we want is for these young women to be able to be able to stand on their own two feet. And and the other one is employment. So we what we want to do is to prevent these vulnerable women getting into situations of, you know, perhaps coercive control or financial abuse. And what we want them to do is know that they are able to, cap, you know, be capable of ta- um, getting a job, holding down a job. Right, um, earning their own money and to be able to do that. And so that's why financial is such an important part of our program. And Jessica, you've successfully matched 25 mentors with 25 mentees. Can you tell us how you go about this matchmaking process? Is there a specific criteria that you look for in terms of matching the personalities? You know, because I imagine it would have to be really complementary personalities that work together. Yeah, it is a bit like a matchmaking process and it's a really, really important part of the mentoring process as well. Getting a match wrong or right um, can, you know, um, I guess affect the end result of of it. In saying that, all of our mentors are the most incredible women. Um, We do look at um, different scenarios. It might be that a young woman has lost her mother to cancer. We did have a, a young woman in our program this year and that was the case. And so we gave her a... Um, I want to say it's sort of a mumsy <laughs> type type mentor, um, but we also, um, you know, many of them have been out on their own for a long time. They don't want a mum. They mm. they want someone sort of that in between uh, person as well. So yeah, we look at hobbies. We've got a few that are really really into sports. So that was a natural, um, you know, matching process is to put them together. But also, you know, we've got quite a few uh, of our our mentors who actually have a background in psychology or counselling. And so therefore we matched them with the girls who had the most, what we felt was the most complex mental health needs. So we do put a lot of thought into that. And sometimes it's a bit of a gut feeling too, where you just look at the photos, we put them all around on the floor and we 
go, I have a really good feeling about this match. And uh, so we get to know the mentors quite a bit with training mm. prior to that and also the girls and that, that helps to get to know them and their personalities. I imagine it's extremely rewarding for the mentors as well. Uh, yes, uh, um, we're very fortunate to have a, a really strong cohort that um, keep returning, which is wonderful. So that's a good sign. And these are women who, you know, may or may not have their own children. These are women who maybe have corporate jobs that don't feel like they're actually contributing to the community. And so to be able to give them that that opportunity to be able to network with other women around them where there's no, um, you know, they're not pitching to each other. It's just basically amazing women getting together and making a difference. And, you know, I, I'm a firm believer that magic happens when women support women and, yes. and get together. And, and that's absolutely is what has happened with the Warrior Woman Foundation. I love to, uh, and just to finish up, I love the connection that you make between this critical time in a young woman's life. And then once we hit our retirement age, if you haven't set yourself up, if you haven't had the opportunity to really establish you know, as you say, employment, career paths, sense of self-confidence, it can really still have an impact even as we're going into our retirement age. Absolutely. And that is why I'm so passionate about um, closing the gap, the financial literacy gap. There's a, a gap between men and women. Um, youth, whilst we rate quite highly with financial literacy in world standards, um, youth, oh, our, our youth do not rate very highly and so you know and, and trying to get them excited about tax and super and um <laughs> and that at 18 is is really really hard it was certainly not something i was interested in but looking back now it's, it's a case of i wish i knew now I, mm. I wish i knew back then what i know now and that's what we keep saying to the young women is that you have to actually start now you need to be able to think about your retirement you know and that's why it's so important that we teach them about you know, their values of money and how how they approach money and, and are they values that have been put onto them through their childhood or, you know, are they um, limiting beliefs with money? And so we talk a lot about that. And then we also obviously do um, the budgeting, the tax, the super. Um, we have this amazing um, organisation called Money Girl who facilitate our financial literacy program and they um, even help them to learn how to invest um on an award wage. Um, but one thing that is so important about that we are absolutely um, passionate about is, is money and relationships. And so we, we, you know, educate the young women about, you know, things like simple things like making sure that you have any assets, you know, in both names and things like that, making sure that you have control, of, you know, you have passwords to all of the the, the um, you know, bank statements and things like that. Open your own mail, <laughs> things mm. like that. So it's that holistic approach, um, but also employment as well, because what we want is for them to be able to know that if the going got tough, they were left on their own, um, that they would be able to support themselves. But, you know, and, and, and also just to let them know that, that women 55 plus are one of the fastest growing vulnerable groups in Australia because of a lack of um, superannuation, financial planning, and that's staggering. It's so yeah. staggering. And I'm approaching that age too, and I'm thinking, gosh, that's 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 just so um, incredible. So what we want to be able to do is to prevent them to be to be one of those statistics to to get them to start thinking about that and and to get excited about it. And that's I think that's the 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 bit that we. Um, working with money girl is is we have been able to get them excited about their future it's not just about you know saving money it's about 
the empowerment of what having your own money means. Yeah, you know, I love it. It's um, wonderful. Power of choice. Yeah, power of choice. It's so wonderful what you're doing. Maybe you might consider being a mentor. I can imagine it would be extremely rewarding. So you head along to warriorwoman.org.au and uh, go through the process, check it out and, you know, really engage with Warrior Woman, see if it's right for you. But of course you can also donate. Thank you so much, Jess. It's been wonderful to speak with you and all the best on this International Day of the Girl. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow wherever you are. Tap the banner to go to monday.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I find it so interesting comparing us with my, so my daughter, it's, you know, I go, okay, so they are rich with opportunity and they are so far advanced. Like she was learning things in year six that I learned in year 11. So their knowledge and their understanding of just the world and what they learn and ingest is so far forward, but she has really underneath exactly the same pressures. And that is, I just want to be long. I just want friendships. Um, when I was moving into high school further along, not my daughter, she's not there right now, but I just wanted my first romantic relationship, you know, yeah. all of those things I wanted to be considered beautiful. It's exactly the same. I think, you know, human needs don't change, Joe. We, we want shelter. We want safety. We want, you know, things that we can feel rich around, you know, where our cup is filled. And I think no matter where you live in the world, no matter what your background is, these are the core things that make us human. Mm. And that's why I don't think that changes, even though times have changed, even though the pressures are different. Like, you know, we've got the gaze of social media on young people these days continuously. I can't even imagine the anxiety around that. I would have hated that. And I'm so glad I didn't live in an era where you're constantly watched. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was bad enough I didn't have the right country bro jeans with my <laughs> high school friends. But if I was on Instagram and still didn't have the right country bro jeans. Uh-huh. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> the drama around that would have been so full on. But, yes, the expectation for them is just so huge. So, yeah, um, it's a pretty, pretty interesting time for our girls. And that even more demonstrates that we need to be there for them, just guiding them as we can. In just a moment, we are going to speak with one of these young girls. We're talking about them as though they're not in the room. Let's put them in the room on this International Day of the Girl. At 12 years old, she is founder and editor-in-chief of Her Way Mag. Abby, hello. Hi. (laughs) Thanks so much for having me. Oh, Abby, I just am thrilled to meet you. I've got to say, not many 12-year-olds decide to start a media company, which is what you have done. Why have you started Her Way magazine? 
Um, well, I guess just the main reason is that women's sport is just not covered, like, barely at all in the media. Like, whenever you turn on the TV or um, read a sports magazine, it's just men's sport, men's sport, men's sport. So I've always loved women's sport, um, and I've always, like, loved going to games, um, of whether it's A4W or cricket or just whatever I can get to. Um, so I was like, you know, why not start a magazine and media platform about women's sport um, so I can just spread lots of news and cover it if not many other people are going to, I guess. So Abby, your magazine's motto is, if she can, you can. I think you must have pretty strong views about the fact that, you know, there's not a lot of coverage, but also women's sport doesn't get paid as much. What, what do you think about that? Well, I think that's exactly right. And um, kind of what Hoey's motto is, um, if she can, you can. It's kind of like you can't be what you can't see. And bringing pain to that, like a lot variety of women that play women's sport have to have a part-time job which you know it takes away from training like some female athletes have to drive hours every day just to get to training because they have another job and so I think female athletes getting paid more is yeah it's like the main point in um kind of the motto because um yeah you can't be what you can't see and we're not going to see as many women if they have to have other jobs which means that they can't play their real one as much but there are definitely lots of reasons why um, women aren't getting paid as much, maybe because some people think that they aren't as good as the men or some women's sport has only been around for a little while. But I think that the women's quality of just like just like every game that I've gone to see, they're all just really good and it's really fun to watch. So I think women should definitely be paid more, although it might take a while and it's slowly getting better. And we're right in prime time of women's sport, like exploding. I think there's still a lot more to be done, but I think we're slowly getting there. Uh, you know, Abby, um you're also a change maker though because there's not many women reporting sport so already you're you're working towards change and having an impact i think and i'm very envious of some of the people you've been able to interview i mean i saw you with one of my heroes steph kiochi who is the captain of the collingwood aflw team who just uh, celebrated her 50th game but that's just the start i mean from lauren jackson through to like such huge names how do you feel when you're going in to interview these superstars because i'd be really nervous are you i definitely still get nervous like um especially like when I started I was really bad my questions were like horrible um I think I've slowly gotten better but I still get like really nervous before like lots of interviews like when I was at the basketball world cup and I was waiting to interview the players I was super excited but I was also like nervous I was like I can't mess this up so I still get really nervous but it's just it's really fun and interviewing is my favorite part and I'm just I guess so lucky that I get to I've had this opportunity and that I get to do all these um, cool things, but I definitely still get nervous before all of the interviews that I do. Now, since you started, you've had so much support from sporting teams. I mean, people are actually contacting you to get players to talk to you, which is fantastic. But you're in your last term of primary school. You're going to be transitioning into, you know, high school and, and playing out, play, playing with the, you know, the big boys and girls, I guess. So <laughs> where do you want to take the magazine as you transition from primary to high school? Um, it's, I think it's going to be pretty hard because, you know, just I'm going to get way more work next year. And um, I'm not really sure I'll go next. I'm going to keep um, doing what I'm doing until at least the end of this year. And um, I'm just hoping that I can keep covering women's sport. I'm hoping that I can get to a lot more events. Like when I'm older, hopefully I can do more traveling and um, 
be able to go all over the country to see events. I mean, the Cobb Games in Victoria are kind of soon, so I'm hoping to get to those, but I'm really just hoping that I'll be able to um, juggle high school while being a teenager with the magazine. But I think I'll... Hopefully I'll manage. Because you create a lot of content, I've got to say. Like, you are always posting and you're always across what's happening in the sports world. And I think, my gosh, does this girl... I mean, I'm astounded that you're able to fit it into your day. You must not do much screen time. I'm impressed, to be honest. Um, I guess it's pretty hard to handle stuff, but social media is definitely... I'm happy that I've um, started to use that, like um, Instagram and Twitter especially. Um. But, like, I'm kind of going back to before next year. I'm hoping that I can um, maybe focus maybe more on social media or kind of expand on that, like, maybe using other kinds of, like, websites like YouTube as well, although I am focusing mainly on Twitter and Instagram right now. But, yeah, I guess they're pretty good platforms to use because there's, like, lots of people um, that love all kinds of sports. But it's kind of hard because um, I'll post one thing and then someone might be like, like, about basketball, for example. And then someone who's followed me that likes AFL might be like, well, where's this AFL stuff? So I guess oh my gosh. I'm going to about lots of different sports. Don't listen to the haters. Don't listen to the haters, Abby. <laughs> Honestly. People, you well, cannot. That's, what said, that's probably what they're thinking. I know, but you can't please everyone. It's like, oh, so. gosh, it drives me nuts, people. Just pull your heads in. Honestly. <laughs> Abby, speaking of social media, I have been stalking you on Instagram, looking at all the content, as Joe was saying, that you've been creating. And I had a big laugh out moment because you said you tried to stay up for the Matildas game and you couldn't. You fell asleep. And I was thinking, I hope it's not because it's not her favourite code because I absolutely love soccer. Now, tonight... You you do love them? Okay, well, tonight they're playing, I should say, this morning, as in tomorrow morning 3 a.m they're playing against Denmark are you going to be able to keep your eyes open I think I'll try tomorrow I mean I've had a lot of late nights recently but I guess I just kind of watched it last night and I've also had school so it was annoying but you know maybe I'll wake up at 3 a.m tomorrow to watch the game you're busy doing another really important thing and that is growing I say that to my daughter who's 13 right and I'm I'm going to be annoying in an adult right now but the fact is your body you know there's so much going on and you're going to be tired just from that so you know to 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 step into a, a very boring adult role right now be careful with yourself um but I have a very important question because it is international day of the girl and I'm really excited to have you on broad radio because I think it's really important that we always center the voices of whatever it is we're talking about and you are a girl so it's your day today so can you tell us what do you think are the best things about being a girl in 2022 well I think you know like even like 20 years ago it was really I'm not sure I think there's just so much more opportunities for like um women and young girls now like in terms of sport as well like um a lot of the players that you see today wouldn't have been able to play in a girls team because there was just not a lot of um you know people were like oh no only boys can play this sport but I think um we're just at a time right now when you know women's sport is growing so girls like me have lots of role models like I have like so many women that I can look up to now while a couple of years ago um I would have had barely any like even my friends at school that um don't know like (laughs) that don't watch like hardly any sport have like role models so I think I think that's one of the cool parts that the world is kind of you know changing and we have I think role models is a big one though that women's Hmm. sport is expanding so it's really cool and what about what kinds of challenges do you feel that you are facing being a 12 year old 
that are really hard sometimes? Um, I guess it's not so much anymore, but I was wearing a first that maybe people wouldn't take me seriously because, you know, it's not every day you see a 12-year-old journalist, I guess. But um, I think I think it's just hard kind of juggling lots of stuff. Like at school, a lot of my friends don't understand, so I can't really talk about it to any of them. But, um, yeah, I guess that's one of the main reasons. What do your friends the- talk about as being, you know, do they talk about things that upset them or make them worry? Um, there's a lot of drama in my year and with my friends, I'll say that, but I don't have any friends, like none of my friends like sport. There's a couple of maybe boys in my year that like men's sport, but yeah, I can't really talk about it to any of them. A few of my friends um like really good at swimming, so they know maybe Emma McKeon or maybe Ariane Titmiss or whatever, but yeah, I can't really talk about sport to any of them. Abby, but do you have other cheerleaders? I, I know, like, when I first started in radio, I was 14. None of my friends were into audio like me. I, I, and my, my dad got me into it. I used to love hanging out with dad in the radio studio doing a multicultural um, program with him, and he was my greatest cheerleader. So I didn't need my friends. Who's your greatest cheerleader? I would probably say the same thing. My parents have been like really amazing and they've um helped me to do this like since the beginning so they would definitely be um especially my dad because he comes along to like all of the events and he drives me everywhere because obviously I can't get a license yet (laughs) but he's the one that's like driven me to all of the interviews and like all of the events and he sacrificed a lot and also my mum as well because um she kind of helps with um like the shop part of it and like all of like the emails things but my parents are are really supportive of me and I definitely have to thank them for everything. So do you hope to be a journalist or a sports star? Um, well, I do love sport, like playing sport myself, but I definitely want to keep going on the journalism track, but I do love playing sport as well. But um, hopefully yeah, I can, maybe I can do both, you know, although that's probably impossible, but. No, nothing's impossible. I'll definitely be playing sport. <laughs> I was just going to say, is that why Daisy Daisy Pierce is one of your um, the, one of the people that you look up to as a role model because she does she does play and she is on mic yeah. as well. She's definitely one of the um, female sports stars that I've probably like known about for the longest, like for a couple of years before I started her way. And I think she's there's a lot of um, athletes that are really cool because um, some of them like a lot of them have other jobs, like I've said, so they have other things that. I think it's pretty cool that they have two jobs, but it's, you know, also sad that they can't be full-time. But I think Daisy is very inspiring that she can do those both at the same time. And she has um, good views because, like, she's played with the girls and against the girls that she's commentating on. But I think she's she's a really inspiring person. So I think you're an inspiring person, Abby, not just for young women and for girls, but also for everybody because you've set yourself a goal and you've really just gone out there and and, and just you're just doing it you're just going I have a goal I'm going to do it so what do you say to other young people who might have hopes and dreams but perhaps feel like it's a little bit too hard I don't think I can do that I think if someone has a dream maybe of starting a business or playing a sport or just doing anything like just go for it because if I had not um tried to start this magazine like who knows where I would be now so it's like one of the best things that's like ever happened to me and I'm so happy that I started it so if anyone's hesitating about starting something or doing something like starting a business like I said or um they're afraid to start a sport maybe I would say just go for it because you definitely will not regret it 
That is beautiful. Well, Abby, you have a wonderful International Day of the Girl. Um, it's all about you guys. I hope you and your friends know how special you are. We believe in your futures. We're very grateful to you. Thank you. <laughs> have a great day at school, Abby. Love <laughs> Thanks, to Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.